Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word Alive is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello everybody. Today is November seventh, two thousand fifteen, and again we welcome you to Word Alive. I am Renetter, and I am joined by Ella, our co-host. How are you, Ella? Wow, this is November. Where is God flying? Yeah, you sound like you. You sound like you across the room. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Yes, that's Just much better. Charge my phone. Well, we're going to continue tonight uh, talking about progress and God through consecration. And tonight we're talking about a surrendered life in Christ conditions us for living a consecrated life in Him. And uh, I shared a testimony with Ella last week. You want to start with the testimony, Ella? Yeah, that sounds good. I shared a testimony with Ella last week, and she wanted me to share it um, because it's connected to uh, uh, what we are talking about. So there's a young man who uh, gave a testimony in our Bible college uh, 
a couple of Monday nights ago. And so he was hunting, and he was in the tree hunting, and he uh, was going through some, him and his wife was going through some things in their marriage. So he's sitting there, and he's thinking about, you know, what is the decision that's going to be made about their marriage. And he had a, the Lord said, have you ever prayed for your wife? He said, what? He said, have you ever prayed for your wife? Oh, no, the Lord told him, you've never prayed for your wife. Either way, I can't remember which way it went. And he says, pray for your wife. Go ahead, Ella. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and so he said, uh, pray for your wife. Go ahead. So he said, pray for your wife. Okay, so he said, pray for your wife. <laughs> and so he started praying for his wife, uh, you know, for her to be the wife that God wants her to be and, you know, to be a good mother and so forth and so on. And he prayed for his wife. And then he finished praying uh, for his I wife. Have, and was, can I yeah. remember he was out hunting and he was really distraught about his marriage and God reminded him that he always prayed for himself. So he was a prayer. He was a man of prayer. Okay? So that's the foundation where that started. Remember? Yeah. And then okay. the Lord told him to pray for his wife. Yeah. After, yeah. And then then when he finished praying for his wife, the Lord said, now pray for yourself. And so then he began to pray for himself, and he began to ask God to, Help him to be the father that he should be to his wife, and help him to be uh, the, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, husband he should be to his wife, and to help him to be the father that he should be uh, to his children. And he just, you know, covered himself in prayer. And then he finished praying for himself. And then the Lord said, Go ahead and ask me. And he was feeling so bad for uh, the Lord, you know, making him to know that he hadn't even. You know, he's he's considering, you know, whether am I going to continue this relationship with my wife or not. And and the Lord had to remind him that, you, you know, you don't even pray for your wife. You need, Why don't you pray for your wife? And then he said he felt guilty about asking God for anything for himself. God said, no, go ahead. It's all right. Go ahead and ask me. And he said, he was saying to himself, God, I just, I didn't pray for my wife so that I could get something for you. He said, no, really, it's okay. Go ahead and ask me. He said, well, send a deer. He said, no, ask me. So he said, well, God, send me a buck so I can kill it. <laughs> and within five minutes of him asking God to send him a buck so he could kill it, here comes a buck. And he killed a buck. And it was before it even got dark that night. He was finished, my he was finished with the with the buck and everything way before it got dark. And so the point is that he surrendered to the will of God. And in his surrender to the will of God, he God exposed his heart for him or his love toward him or his desires. God had a desire to fulfill his desires for himself. The desires that he felt too ashamed to share with God. God gave him a security that it's okay to share those with me now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Amen. That was so riveting to me. Uh, it was such a vivid picture of our journey into becoming absolutely consecrated to God. When this man was distraught about his wife, and then God showed him, reminded him that you you haven't even prayed for her. You pray for yourself, but you don't even pray for her. You don't even ask me about her. Ask me to help her. You pray for yourself, for you to be the best husband and father, but what about her? You have not allowed that to surface in your heart. You know, that's what I saw when I heard that story. It it really touched something very deep inside of us. Because in our efforts to do the perfect will of God, it's so necessary that it just makes sense that, you know, that God and the Holy Ghost is the one that should lead us into yeah. the levels of truth instead of just us doing it with our own intellect and our own. Yeah. We got to figure it out. And, and that is the heart and soul of a consecrated life. A consecrated life. This man loved his wife, but they were just so at odds. They were just, they weren't connected. Both of them frustrated. And there's so much in our lives that we don't have the answers to. We pray, we pray, we pray. But that, you know, when you think about that man's situation and then we reflect at our own, how many things in their lives do we think about that we've been praying for more than a year on? More than a year. What about six months? What about three months? It's when we come to our end, my God, because we have a fixed way in our mind that we want God to answer our prayer. This brother had a fixed way for his marriage. He wasn't praying for his marriage. He wasn't praying for God to fix his wife. Can we recall things that we're just mere human? We know what we know. We want what we want. Uh, you know, it's important. I've just been pondering this thing. God is really making this real to me in a level that I've never seen it before, and I'm I'm so excited. But yet I'm so broken because it's so important and I don't want to miss it. It is so valid to our relationship with God that uh, you know the scripture says we know not how to pray as we ought. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, but the Holy Spirit will bring it to us what to say. Amen. And I think about yeah, we're in an amazing time in God's time, and God wants to do so much through us. Not only through us for a world out there that is standing aloft from him. But there is things in our lives that we were created as the hand of God in the earth. And it is all our heart's desire to do the right thing. We want to do what God wants us to do. And uh, we can't do it with our own. We don't without knowing what is the mind of God. Yes. And until we get in that posture or that place to where it's so easy, it's so right, it is so the right thing to do. Say, God, I don't know. I know what's needed. I know what I want. I don't know how to ask you. What do I ask you for the outcome that I believe you want for this situation that I'm in? When we think about that brother and his prayer, I want to read the scripture that we read last week again. The first scripture that Sister Renetta. Galatians uh, 2.20. Yeah. All right. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. 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 You know, when we read the scriptures, we hear where we're at at that moment in time. But when we move off of that spot, And you read that same scripture, it says something, it speaks something else to you. The message gets clearer and clearer and clearer, as much as our little finite mind can grasp. Who knoweth what the mind of God is? But that's our desire. That's what we long for, is to have whatever God wants to be done in us and through us and for us. That's why the consecrated life is such a, oh, my God, it is such an amazing state to be in. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of us, I dare to say anybody that hears this message, God is speaking to you that he wants you to have heaven's best, that intimacy in and through, through by Christ Jesus. 
I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. Sometimes we get a couple of those things and not all of them. Sometimes we only pray with one of them. We might just say, okay, this is the truth. But it may be just the truth as you see it. Maybe just the mm-hmm. truth as I see it. Bringing us to that intimacy in him. That we live the life in him. It's Christ that lives in us. Oh, that is so awesome. To have him invited into our house and and we have everything all nice, new carpets, new furniture, everything is cleaned up. God done saved me and, and I do all the things and I pray and I work at loving my neighbor. We do all those things. We got this house wonderfully fixed up. And we bring Jesus in. Lord, I got this awesome place for you to sit right over here. Right in this big, wonderful, plush chair I bought just for you. Now, I'm fixing to go over here and do what I do in the kitchen. I do what I do over here. I do what I do over there. Company comes, company goes. But that place in my heart is just right there where I set you. And little by little, we give him a little more space to move around in our home, in our heart. Uh-huh. You, get to, you get to sit to the table with us. You get to partake of the meal that he then provided and we put on the table. But there's some places that we haven't learned how to let him, let him have free reign. And tonight, our heart is saying, God, I want you to be able to move in you and move it and have my being. Uh-huh. I want you to have have it. You can go wherever. In my mind, in my heart, in my emotions, my choices. Yeah, I want you to have choices. free reign. I will truly want to be consecrated to you, Lord. And uh, that means Ella got to give it up and just allow God to be God. Amen. That's my passion, my heart, my soul is yearning for it. And it's yearning for our sisters and brothers out there in Radio Land. Sister Renelle and I... (laughs) We've been working at this, and we keep chipping at it. God is amazingly taking us. If you go back and read the, listen to the archive messages, and you see yeah. our journey where we started in progressing in God, mm-hmm. and you can see by the messages the revelations of the truths that God has given us, how we truly have been progressing in God. Mm-hmm. And I am so humbled and thankful tonight for my sister and and this assignment that we have in the earth today. Iron sharpen iron. When I'm down, 
God knows how to send her and pick me up. And uh, God's got everything we need to look at where we are. Because we can't go to where we want to go until we find out where we're at. Mm-hmm. 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 My God. GPS on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can't tell you anything until you give them a starting place. Ooh. My, 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 my. And the starting place is where I am right now, God. Right now. I want you to put your finger on everything that is preventing me as much as I can handle. Don't give me no more than I can handle, but he said he would. Amen. But can you can you can you grasp? Can you get a glimpse of what it means when we have been given our life that Christ is living in us and it and it is a continual living in us. The life we now live, we live it. Oh, this is where I'm at. I'm sorry. Christ liveth in me, then we shall know him if as we follow on to know the Lord. Now we live in him. Mm-hmm. But we're going to know him as we follow on to to know him. Mm-hmm. Sister Renetta, how long have you been knowing me? Oh, I've been knowing you for about, I don't know, something like 12 years, I guess. It's been a good while, isn't it? It's been a while, yeah. So I've been knowing no, you. No, I've been knowing you 12 years. I then. Yeah. Okay. Now, could you honestly say that I know all that I need to know about you for the rest of our lives, no matter what we have to do together, that I know Probably you not. now? Pardon? Probably not. Probably not. I probably don't either. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because <laughs> we keep growing and changing. <laughs> and we keep discovering. Yes. We keep discovering where you were six months ago. You're not there right. anymore. Amen. We keep changing. We keep changing. It's, if I can if I can interject just ahead, for a second here. When you started saying live in you and I, I get the image of, you know, you said we invite Jesus in and then we invite him into this one nice chair. We let him sit there for a while. Then we eventually feel comfortable enough to invite him to the to the table. And, you know, we live in him, and he lives in us. 
and and the more that we are together, the more we, for example, I can invite a friend to come and live with me. And let's say we've been friends for 10 years. After she's been living in my house with me for a month, she knows some things about me that she would have never found out if she hadn't lived with me for a while. Some things she would have never found out just by talking to me on the phone, just by meeting with me at a restaurant or going to a shopping mall together. She, she was some things she's only going to find out when she moves in with me. And so oh, there's some Lord. things about Jesus that we're only going to find out as we open up to him more, as we invite him into more room in our house. And our house is actually our body. You know, as we invite him to take a look into our mind, our thought process, as we get more comfortable, let him look at how we handle our finances. Let him look at how we handle our relationships with other people. You know, when we first come into this, we don't know him very well. We don't have a whole lot of trust in him. But the more we get to know him, the more we begin to let, we begin to trust him with more areas of our life. And the more we realize he know what he's doing, let me, let me just let him in a little bit more, open up a little bit more to him, be a little more freer to him. And we find out the freer we are, the more we open up to him, the more he opens up to us and the more he shares with us. And we begin to take on, on mm. Jesus. We begin to take mm. on someone, you know, like a friend is living with me. I may pick up some of her habits if I think they're good. Man, I like the way she... She cooks those eggs. I'm going to start doing my eggs like that. Oh, I like the way she, I like that uh, fabric softener better than mine. I'm going to go pick up some of that and start using that from now on. We begin to uh, take on each other ways because we see things that we like. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we get, we get so comfortable with Jesus. We begin to see things about him and say, well, I like the way Jesus handled that. And I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to, it's going to be that way from now on because that's better than what I was doing. I was just taking too long, and I was just messing everything up. And we began to relax mm-hmm. in his presence. And like you said, God. just allow him. Just allow him. And so we begin, we be, we begin to become him. And we, we begin to see ourselves more, see ourselves better, see ourselves from a different perspective. Instead of comparing ourselves to this sister over there or that brother over there, we start comparing ourselves to the one who gave his life for us. My God. And we begin to see things from a different perspective. We begin to take on his perspective of things as we sit and conversate with him and we give him our opinions. And he said, well, you know what, daughter? Let me show you what I see. Well, and then when he share what he see, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's it, that's it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. As we're, as we're looking into this consecrated life, you know, let me get a recap here for a minute. That was awesome, sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were born again. Could not come to God except he draw us. We were born from above. Amen? And once we're born from above, we call ourselves Christians. Okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, I like believers. 
Yes. Believer has different stages. Believer has a whole lot of area that's got evidence, and then there's a whole lot of area that uh, have evidence to grow as a believer. So I like believers. But we started out, God's love drawing us. And as God's love drawed us, we gave our hearts to Jesus Mm -hmm. for the sacrifice that he made. And we were born from above. Mm -hmm. We live in Christ, but Christ also lives in us. And we have done as many that have walked with God for more than a a few years, a couple years. We've seen God make some amazing changes in our lives. And at first, we believe it was us. I prayed, and God did such and such and such because I prayed. So, you know, as kids, <laughs> we kids, King's kids, we mm-hmm. want to take credit. Little great-grandson, boy, I'm telling you, he, uh, the, the mind of a child is so parallel. So I walk with God. He did everything it was for that dinner because his mama fixed the plate and handed it to him and said, take this to Granny. Here, Granny, look what I did. (laughs) 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 And he did do what he did. (laughs) He did what he did. He brought it to me. That's but right. in his mind, he took this and brought it to me. He did it all. Right. He did it all. <laughs> and it is so parallel to how childlike we are and and our awareness of God and how big he is, how much he loves us. How awesome his plans for us and how true his truth is for us. It doesn't deviate. It is always accurate. No matter how we are able to perceive it, his truth is always true. And in saying that, I'm I'm bringing us up to this man's prayer with about him and his wife because we're in an amazing time that God is preparing us to be these vessels that in him we live, we move, and have our being. Amen. And then after we have in our being, I'm no longer mine. I've been bought yes. with a price. Yes. It is not I, but it is the Christ that lives Christ. within me. Yes. And we follow him 
We shall know him as we follow on to know the Lord. That's a heart. And uh, I certainly appreciate and are very grateful for my sister. And uh, may this word of God find a place of everlasting foundation in your relationship and intimacy in God. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Well, come back and join us Saturday night at 11 p.m. Invite a friend. If this is your first time, take a look at some of the lessons in our archive. Be blessed by the word of God. Have a God night, all. God night, sister. God night. God night.